welcome to the Practical NLP podcast with me, Andy Smith. Catch up on previous episodes at nlppod.com. If you would like an easy-to-use coaching and problem-solving model that you can also use with teams, this episode is for you. The SCORE model is part of the NLP toolkit, but you can still get good results with it even if you don't have any NLP experience. Even if you're trained in NLP, you may not be familiar with the SCORE, as it's not taught in every school, at practitioner or even master practitioner level. Based on the evidence of SCORE model being consistently one of the most searched for terms on the Coaching Leaders blog, I'm guessing that a lot of NLP practitioners are curious about it. And if you already know about the SCORE model, you may be interested in some tips I've picked up for getting the best from it in practice. Let's have a look at the origins of the SCORE model. Robert Diltz states in the Encyclopedia of Systemic NLP and NLP New Coding, uh, which you can find at nlpuniversitypress.com, that the SCORE model originated in 1987 when he and the late Todd Epstein noticed that they were intuitively using a more effective method than their advanced NLP students for mapping out problems and designing interventions to get to solutions. As they examined their own problem-solving process to find how it differed from that of their students, they found they were using a more subtle and effective model than the traditional NLP present state to desired state structure, which starts with the present state, sometimes called the problem state, and adds resources to get to the desired state. Diltz and Epstein realized they were adding finer distinctions to each of these components, so that they were separating the present state into the symptoms associated with the problem and the causes of these symptoms. The desired state broke down into the desired outcomes and the expected consequences or effects of achieving the desired outcomes. They also divided the resources to be applied to move from present state to desired state into the resources themselves and the techniques such as the swish pattern or the six-step reframe available as formats for applying these resources to reach the desired outcomes. Let's have a look at what SCORE stands for. First of all, symptoms. These are the immediate signs that tell you that there's a problem. Causes, which may be the conditions that give rise to the symptoms, the intentions behind behaviors giving rise to the problem, or current constraints. Outcomes, your desired result or goal, where you want to get to. Resources, the qualities, capabilities, reserves, and help that you can bring to bear on solving the problem. These can be from the past, the present, or the future. And effects, the longer-term, systemic, and higher-level results of the outcome. You can arrange these elements on a timeline, starting with causes in the past, the symptoms in the present, your desired outcomes in the future, and the effects of those outcomes following on even further in the future. The resources are not tied to the timeline. You can draw them from the past, the present, or even the future, and apply them at any point on the timeline that you want. To clarify the problem space, you would ask questions relevant to each element in the model. Here are some typical questions that you might use for each element. Symptoms, which is probably where you'd start. What's not working? What do you want to change? What are you telling yourself? What do you feel? Causes. What are the underlying causes? What's stopping you from fixing this? Looking at constraints. Who or what is benefiting from not fixing this? Looking at secondary gains that might be working against a solution. 
outcomes. What do you want instead of the problems? Where do you want to get to? Effects. These questions look at longer-term systemic or knock-on effects, consequences, and also perhaps motivations. What will it do for you, or your team, or your organization, or society as a whole, when you achieve your goal? How will reaching your outcome change things? What will you learn from it? And resource questions. Typical ones will be, what skills or money or equipment or contacts do you have that will help you to solve your problem? When have you faced a problem like this before? How did you solve it then? Generally, you'd start with the symptoms. After that, you can go in any direction. There's no set order or prescribed length of time to be spent in each component. Let your interest and intuition and your calibration of the client guide you as to when to move to another component and which one to move to. Let's look at using the score in practice with individuals. To really get the best from the score, it needs to be more than a cerebral paper and pen exercise. Instead, lay the timeline on the floor and mark out causes, symptoms, outcomes and effects as spaces along it. Resources should be somewhere off the timeline. The model will have more impact if the explorer, or client if you prefer, physically steps into each location as they investigate it. This helps to physically associate the explorer into the state and frame of mind of each component of the model, making it easier to access all the information at each stage. By walking through the sequence from causes through symptoms and outcomes to effects, the explorer will begin to condition in a metaphorical sequence of moving from problem to solution. They can step off the timeline and gather what they need from the resource location anytime it feels right. The dancing score format, developed by Judith Delosier, takes this principle even deeper into the kinesthetic realm, inviting the client to adopt the posture and movement that feels characteristic of each stage. By moving repeatedly through the sequence of postures from problem to solution, the client begins to internalize the direction of change in the muscle. If you're a skilled NLP practitioner, you'll be able to make the process more effective by anchoring the positive stages resources, outcomes, and effects as appropriate. You could also use embedded suggestion and hypnotic tonality in your questions to help the client associate more fully into these stages. One of the great things about the NLP score model is that you can improvise with it. A few years ago, I was demonstrating how to use the score for coaching in the advanced coaching skills module of my NLP master practitioner course with a client, one of the students, who wanted to dispel his nervousness when driving on motorways. He described the symptoms, the original event that caused the problem, and his desired outcome. When he stepped into the resource space and improved his state markedly with the many resources he found there, I had a mini flash of inspiration, and I asked him to look over at the cause event from the resource perspective and tell me what he noticed. He realized something that he hadn't previously. It wasn't that he remembered anything new, rather that he had an insight for the first time about what was present in the cause event that contributed to the problem. How did this happen? I believe it was because for the first time he was able to consider the cause event while feeling resourceful, and with a greater detachment because of the physical distance between resource and cause positions than he'd been able to achieve previously. Strong emotions make us stupid, as neuroscientist Joseph Ledoux says, Previously, 
the client had been somewhat distressed whenever he thought about the incident, enough to stop him getting useful insights about it anyway. This kind of effect is why the score is more powerful when you physically walk through the different positions than if you just do it as a pen and paper exercise. For more detail on how to use the score model, including how to use it with teams and how to use it with an appreciative focus, get my little ebook, How to Work with the Score Model, from the Kindle store on Amazon. And if you'd like to attend or host a one day course on the score model and how to use it, contact me at andy at coachingleaders.co.uk. If enough people are interested, I can travel to wherever you are in the world. That's it for this week's podcast. Remember, you can see the show notes for this episode at nlppod.com and you can download back episodes you may have missed from the online store at webstore.nlppod.com. Even better, would you like a free practical NLP audio training pack showing you how to use the principles of NLP to improve your life and work, even if you're not NLP trained yet? It helps you to really understand the most important 12 principles of NLP and make each principle work for you with practical exercises. You'll get access to nearly two hours of top quality learning material that you can play on any smart device. It's in MP3 format for instant download to phone, tablet, or computer. To get your hands on this audio course, visit the Practical NLP Podcast website at nlppod.com. See you next time.